Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast, Everything Product. We talk about various insights on the latest technologies with the product mindset. This is Fani Uyuru. I'm a product manager at Intuit. Hello everybody, this is Sid Saladi. I'm a product manager at Best Buy. Awesome. Uh, for the first time, we both are planning to talk about all the different things that are happening in the world. Um, there are different news that uh, came up in the last uh, week or two. We are planning to pick a few of those and then talk about them. The first one that we want to talk about is the latest Apple launches. And in this, let's talk about the Apple Watch. Okay, Sidhu, uh, currently, right, Apple launched their latest uh, Apple Watch 8 series. And they also uh, launched the Apple Watch uh, Ultra. So what are your thoughts about the latest products and uh, how do you how do you plan to use it? Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to buy it or not because uh, uh, all of Apple Watches have had upgrades, but not significant to, you know, entice me to buy a new one. But the Apple Watch Ultra is an interesting extension to their product line, right? So I think um, they are they have uh, brought in a ruggedized version of the Apple Watch with uh, more battery life, uh, satellite connectivity, and also I think it's easy to use, I guess, with gloves and different things you wear. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting um, uh, product, right? So they are catering to a specific segment. So I would want to see how people respond to that, right? So, so what are your thoughts there? Yeah, uh, I, I was recently watching a video from MKBHD. I was seeing his review of the Apple Watch and everything. So there is one principle he talks about, right? If it is working, don't change it. And Apple follows that principle a lot. I, I think I have uh, watch seven, I think, seven or six. I don't remember exactly. But um, it's it's a good product. It's an excellent product. Uh, one of the best features that I love is I don't have I don't even have to enter my credentials with my MacBook. My MacBook can open with my Apple Watch. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> so that connectivity or that ecosystem, right, is excellent. And they have all the required apps. Everything that's there in my phone comes here. All the calls. I also use it for like Audible when I'm going for a walk or something like that. That's awesome. So they didn't change anything of it. They didn't improve also anything out of it. There are some minor changes and in Naked Eye might not even see those. Like there are better uh, pixels or uh, I think they added like additional microphones or speakers, etc. For a Naked Eye, it might not be a big difference at all. But like you mentioned, the core focus that they're talking about is the athletes or, uh, or pro sportsmen. So like who are doing like different kinds of activities and they need a watch that can like calculate all of that automatically and then make sure it's uh, make sure it's there throughout the time. Yeah, that's right. So I also had, um, you know, an experience right when I was doing my marathon, I think it was at, at the end of it, 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 it was in my mind that will my watch die out. Right. So, because I was doing this, uh, uh, this was a much virtual marathon. It, it wasn't basically, I was not able to track anything, you know, normal marathons. If it's an in-person marathon, you get to know what the mile marks are and all of that stuff. But this was a virtual one where I have to calculate that just through my watch. And I was afraid that, you know, if I, my watch dies, right, will I be able to complete my marathon or not? So I think that's a very specific use case, which, you know, a lot of people would want to buy, right? People who are doing hikes, people who are doing maybe uh, water sports, people who are doing marathons and all of that. And maybe people who are doing hikes in a very remote location, right? So 
this has satellite connectivity. So what if I'm lost somewhere and I have to contact someone, there's no signal and all of that. So I think this, this serves a particular segment and uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see how people respond to it. And it's also pricey, right? It's close to 7.99 or something. It's close to, it costs as much as your iPhone. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, let, let me ask you another question, right? Uh, I have, all I've seen in like the entire Apple announcements or their ads and everything is they're primarily focused on health and they're also primarily focused on fitness. Okay. Who do you think is the primary customer? Do you think they're targeting those specific customers? Who do you think is the primary customer for this product? Yeah, I feel that um, even, even people who are active, I think... Uh, we, let, let's try to segment the people, right? Like people who are active, people who are trying to active, right? So act, the original Apple Watch tries to cater to the, these two kinds of people, right? People who are trying to be active. So this can be a motivation for them to actually start being active, right? Track things, you know, uh, have a competition with friends, right? You have a way where you can, you know, challenge a friend and you compete the whole week and you get an award. All of that stuff, right? It's getting that social piece into it, making you competitive and all that. So that's one persona. The second persona is people are, who are already active. I think the use case for them is people, if I'm active, I want to improve, right? So people who are already active could basically get a lot of data points using Apple Watch where they can optimize the their training towards and weight or you know, building up, bulking up and all of that. Okay. And I, I think I lost you a little bit in between. You want to okay. tell that the point can, again? Okay. Yeah, sure. I can start. So uh, first we were, we were talking about one segment who are trying to be active. The second segment is who are active, right? So imagine a person who's active would basically want to improve his performance, right? As it, as is going through. So uh, Apple Watch kill basically is giving him data points on how he could do that, right? So basically all the metrics which he wants to monitor and how he can improve. And also I'm assuming all of these people who are active are working towards a goal, getting more uh, uh, active, getting lean or, you know, building muscle and all of that stuff. And uh, I guess uh, these metrics would help them further their goal and all, all of that stuff. So these two are the personas. So w- what is your take? But I, I, I would say that when we look at the ultra, there are also other personas which we can, we can further segment into, but first I want to listen your take. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm also on the same page. Uh, the only additional thing that I would add here is Apple customers. So Apple has that cult fan base, right? Or Apple has that fan base. They, they might not leave the ecosystem at all. So this product is specifically catered to those customers and within that segment, they're also focusing a lot on the health and the uh, fitness aspect. Uh, but what I'm trying to see is how can Apple get additional revenue for the same customers? And for that, Apple Watch and the AirPods Pro are, are the, the primary pro- products that they're targeting towards yeah, for that cult fan base. Yeah. I, I was reading somewhere like AirPods, I think it, it has massive revenue generation at this point. Like, I think one in every three have an AirPod or something in, in the US. So, yeah, um, 
so maybe let's let's look at the ultra like what what segmentation is uh, apple do, trying to do there right um on the ultra side maybe let's try to see the normal so there are active people actually sindhu before you go to ultra right tell me the difference between the apple latest watch and the ultra so that we'll know like our listeners will know like what we're talking about sure yeah so the i think um, the the main the key differences are it's more rugged it has a better battery life and um, i think the parts are bigger so its usability is better with you know when you wear gloves and all of that stuff and it has uh, satellite connectivity so i think uh, apple is trying to further segment their um, <laughs> personas into two different like when you look at the active people there could be active people who are mostly working out at homes and uh, uh, in the gyms and all of that stuff and there could be more uh, other segment who are just doing outdoor activities right they could be doing hiking there could be doing swimming there could be um, you know um, uh, mountaineering and all of rock climbing and all of that stuff right so i think that's a segment which apple is trying to tackle here where they are saying okay you don't run out of the battery uh uh you have a better uh, a build so that you can use it through gloves right while rock rock climbing or you know while doing it in snow and all of that stuff and also if you are lost you actually have satellite connectivity so i think that's a pretty solid use case if i were doing some of that stuff i would definitely buy a uh, apple watch so one other uh, interesting piece funny as you have said right fun um, apple has a very loyal customer base so i feel that even normal people normal personas we talked about would buy this just for the fact that you know this has better features yeah that is true i mean once you come into that apple ecosystem right it's tough to like get out and uh, they they make it like extremely e- e- um, useful and easy for you that you can get out so imagine this right I, the other example that i was telling i never have to like enter credentials into my macbook if i'm wearing my watch that's like dude awesome the same way i don't have to like open unlock my phone so all of these things they make it much more simpler for you so you can ease into it so when when you start looking into that right then also watch being something that you can keep for like longer period of time phones might go out it in like 2 years but watch you can still continue to use like beyond that so with those use cases i think the watch is like extremely useful even for like regular customers yeah and so also look at this right initially iphone was part of your like it's an extension natural extension to your body now uh, watch has become a natural extension airpods have become a natural extension imagine you carrying so many devices now and you are logged into the ecosystem <laughs> yeah that's true uh, i mean within my household itself right just two of us we have what eight or nine different apple products or maybe more like both of us have macbooks both uh, phones two different airpods two watches yeah definitely logged into like everything that they give and 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 you know i'll i'll, I'll share a story with you like uh, um two months back we went to hiking in zan national park and one of my friends actually forgot his watch it was not an apple watch android watch whatever it is forgot his watch but just for that hike he went to best buy to buy a new watch so imagine <laughs> uh, uh the mindset of people right like people even i i maybe i would have done that right because i also make sure i complete all my rings every day and i'm basically into that gamification that's actually helping me stay fit but 
sometimes i overdo it i feel <laughs> where i walk try to walk when it's 11:30 to just make sure i complete that things right so but all all said and done it's 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 also there are positive sides to it and negative negative sides to it right yeah that's true we both should join the challenge i'm usually not very um into the rings so funny part was like when i work out i remove my apple watch and then work out <laughs> oh, really <laughs> well, I, I do that because when i when i wear my gloves right it's not very comfortable but maybe we'll we'll we both will get into one of the challenge that that make me use the apple watch a lot yeah yeah perfect so let's let's move on to another topic man this is this is a really hot topic so you know last week adobe has announced that it's going to acquire figma so that's an interesting uh, piece of news for me uh, because i've been using figma a lot uh, you know while collaborating with different designers you know building products and all you, that you you didn't tell the number uh, said 20 billion dollar 20 billion dollar right so yeah uh, and um, you know that's a very interesting story there so looks like the founder has started somewhere in 2012 uh, and uh, there was a lot of years of research that went into it looks like in 2012 to 2014 it was more of r&d 2015 2016 there was 2015 was a private beta launch but uh, zero revenue 2016 was a public launch but zero revenue all of that years basically looks like the founder was sitting with customers trying to understand how they use the product you know add more value and do it do it in an iterative approach and i think 2017 where is where the magic happens right Uh, they have a annual recurring revenue of 700k 2018 4 million for it's almost 5x that's crazy for any saas company 2019 23 million so that's again 5x 2020 77 million 2021 210 million 20 i think 2020 uh 2 they are planning somewhere around 450 and 2023 800 million even though it has exponential growth i would say 20 billion is a big acquisition cost for um, uh, adobe yeah what are your thoughts yeah uh, 100% I, i'm also a big proponent of figma right so before we go into that let me explain what figma is just for everyone who doesn't know yeah figma is one of the visual collaboration collaboration tools especially for especially focused on designers so for example right let's say uh, best buy is trying to create a new product Uh, and experienced designers or the front end designers can use figma to create all of those prototypes and share it with let's say their entire team like product managers engineers etc they can also use figma to take it to external customers to do tests very easily they can show the prototypes and ask like how it is working out what they like what they don't like and uh, at a real time they'll be able to update all of those visuals however they like um and same like you said said uh, even within our team right we use figma a lot uh, in order for us to create the designs iterate on it comment on it like change it it was excellent especially during the pandemic right where we couldn't meet it was awesome it was like i can literally uh, have 10 people in the meeting and continue to collaborate on on that much faster and the way they give um uh, uh the tools is also amazing because you can import all of the libraries that you already have you can actually take from your uh, current websites and make it exceptionally easy for anyone to collaborate coming to the 20 billion dollar acquisition right if you think of the potential the uh, like you're telling it's growing at 5x and they are currently still focused on experienced designers 
but the way I could uh, visualize it, they can en enhance the product fivefold. They can enhance it to like product managers. They can enhance it to like engineers, or they can also extensively enhance it to like other companies. And now uh, acquisition by Adobe, right? That's the interesting point there. Adobe already has multiple products uh, which caters to similar things. Okay. And if Figma grows at the same rate where they're looking at, it would be a big threat to Adobe. And that could be one of the potential reasons uh, of them trying to acquire. Again, it still didn't go through because since they're both are in the same segment, uh, the government has or the antitrust, I guess, right? Yeah. So they can come back and say, no, we don't agree to this acquisition. Yeah, man. So I think a couple of things I want to add there, right? So yeah, it's, it's been really intuitive uh, to use Figma for me, right? So whenever I go into design thinking sessions, right, where we try to solve a problem, do prototyping, right? It, it allows me to quickly give comments on designs, right? Till give my point of view and it helps others to do the same thing. And we actually go into the customers, showing them, you know, that it's actually the same field of them using the real product, right? And then based on how intuitively the user uses it, we capture comments and, you know, improve that do iteration. So it's, it's, it's basically collaborative first tool, which has improved the whole experience. But before it was completely different, where you used to have prototypes, then the designer used to send it to you, you look at it, review it, send it back to them. And it, it's, it's a long process. Now it's all collaborative and you can do it real time, right? So that's, that's been um, a real experience for me. But um, one other interesting piece here is I would want to understand like how Adobe would basically uh, take this in because Figma is more of a pre freemium model where I think they have three tires. The first tire is basically you, you can have unlimited users, but maybe three limited to three teams. You can have a version history of 30 days and one project. And, you know, basically it's basically a freemium model model where people can try it all the features, everything. And, you know, if they really think it's useful, they can expand it to their uh, organization level and all of that stuff. But uh, Adobe comes from a different space, right? They have this Adobe suite of things where you can buy all of these tools for $29.99 or just one tool for $30. But Adobe doesn't have a freemium model, I guess. They have a one month trial period. And it's very frustrating for me whenever I open PDF, my PDF, Adobe PDF viewer, it asked me, can I have an account? Uh, that's why I use a lot of third-party apps to do that. So it will be interesting to see how Adobe would integrate all of this stuff, the freemium stuff, right? So uh, would they include it in the bundle and take a revenue cut and maybe increase the overall bundle cost later? Or would they keep this as a separate product? Yeah, no, I know. What I I would anticipate, at least what I read through is Figma would still continue to be the same. They wouldn't change anything because that goes back to the business principles, right? If something is working, right, don't change that. Probably add more fuel into it, but don't change that. I think that would still continue. On Adobe, right, the way I would see this is more like a, a retention uh, play. So right now, there, are a lot, there might be a lot of customers who are using Adobe products and at least the way I think about Adobe is more like more catered towards like a B2C customers, not B2B. The only thing that I could think of is probably like PDF. But beyond that, if you think of like Photoshop's or if you think of 
any of the other products it's catered towards like b2c let's say you are a visual designer or you are a um, content creator or you are a photo editor etc all individual customers or maybe small businesses but this brings in a lot of play for them in terms of b2b figma is catered primarily towards like uh, businesses and when it goes to a business the customer retention would be very high when a business starts using it they won't use it for like one year they would probably have like continual years because it's not easy for them to like move to a whole new product so this i think enhances a lot of the b2b play and an ecosystem play as well this might keep the uh, business customers within the same ecosystem for visual design yeah, that's a really interesting way of looking at it yeah so b2c right adobe and also for adobe canva is a very big threat right so canva is actually making it really really easy for people to use it so initially i used to use adobe photoshop or um, uh, there is another tool for editing vectors and logos i don't remember that tool but now canva makes it so easy collaborative and you already have existing dis- designs which you can get inspiration from so that's also maybe that's thing. the next acquisition it's it's i think more than 80 80 billion or so uh, 840 or 80 billion so it's i think even past uh, what at Uh, adobe can afford at this point but yeah so it's it's a big it's an ongoing threat so yeah it's it's really interesting to see how how they would actually uh, roll in all these features and all so there was so also i was thinking about how uh, microsoft teams basically is doing something to slack right uh, mm-hmm. so microsoft basically microsoft teams is a scrappy product for sure right compared to slack slack is a really bad, uh, good product than that but microsoft gave it for free and have you know basically you're getting something for free you get users and then you maybe bump bump up the overall bundle price and people anyway buy it because they have dependency of so many apps so that's essentially killing slack now yeah that's true uh, but I, and again like microsoft can continue to add the features what slack has to keep the customers i i talked to avan right my wife they use teams primarily and they they love it i'm like why are you not, guys not using slack they're like no teams are solving for all the required problems for us so why to me so yeah um, so i was like so looking at this it, it would be interesting to see how adobe prices everything would they, would they still keep it as b2c or b2b and separate and having figma having a sales team going to organizations to sell it or would they bundle it with, with their suite of products which is more of b2c so that's an interesting so uh, and one more uh, last thing that i want to add here right is the knowledge that they would get so adobe as a company has always been focused on like these big products like you have to like install it take uh, licenses etc Figma is more collaboration. Go to a portal and then you can continue to use it. All the extensive knowledge and the leaders that they would get from Figma, they could probably utilize that to enhance their current products as well. That's right. Yeah, that's that's basically adding this collaborative first approach towards some of the other products. Right? Yep. That could help them maybe even compete with Canva. So, so I th- because you know Canva, Figma, all of the all of those are web browser first tools, right? So they optimize for usage in a web browser. But Adobe is mostly and they optimize the use for an application. That's true. That's true. 
yeah man that's that's an interesting uh, uh, conversation so let's see how how the situation evolves so also i've i want to bring up another um, uh, news right so this this is little old but um, uh, whatsapp uh, getting into this monetization space where they are basically partnering with jio looks like whatsapp is partnering with jio to deliver grocery so that's the tagline of the news so what are your first thoughts when you listen to that no that's great so when i think about whatsapp right um at, at least for the asian markets it's one of the prominent apps that uh, everyone uses to like communicate and uh, talk to others and it has been expanding well it started with chat now i can do calls video calls they also expanded to desktop recently where i can install the apps or use in the web browsers etc and a natural extension is to do other things in the same app i think elon musk was talking about it recently where uh he was saying wechat is awesome because wechat will let you do everything within the same app it is the twitter it is the chat it is the video calls for china it doesn't have uh, presence beyond china i think a lot but within china it's awesome i think whatsapp is trying to play that role uh in in the other markets where they want to extend it to other uh, customers so their whatsapp business uh helps all the small businesses do all of their transactions within that uh to talk to their customers have the chats etc and uh, doing this geo extension is awesome because if i can do all of my groceries within whatsapp saves me time and i can have a history of everything within my whatsapp chats yeah and also i look at this deal as from a perspective where um apple or uh, sorry uh, uh meta on whatsapp basically is in the phase where they have good retention and engagement now they want to monetize that have they paid 16 billion for whatsapp and haven't monetized so far or maybe they're monetizing with the meta of whatsapp business but that is i think not significant when you look at their uh, uh, overall revenue um and on the geo side right it has a vast um, um uh, footprint store footprint Uh, it has close to 2800 stores so that's basically uh, helping them acquire customers so whatsapp is looking at monetization geo is more looking at acquiring customers where they can get in drive more traffic towards their stores and get stuff so that's i think a really good uh, partnership which can bring in lot of uh, uh, revenue for these and also another field uh, another uh, piece which i'll look at is I, it's also empowering communities uh, to basically or small stores to sell stuff to multiple people right so uh, i think that's also a powerful dialogue there like where uh, now people were saying amazon is coming up and killing all the mom and mom and pop stores but now this platform will actually give mom and pop stores access to all the user base which amazon has so that's also an interesting place right where they are promoting local stores and empowering individual mom and pop stores that's true yeah uh, especially for an indian market right uh as so helping the small business is good but again joining jio might actually be contradicting that because now jio is one of the big, bigger retailers in india now given that they are partnering with whatsapp which basically means they have wealth of customer data from whatsapp so they might be taking the customers away from these mom and pop shops to their uh, geo markets 
Yeah, I think they have a strategy there. So they have individual uh, Jio Marts which are owned by Jio, and they also have a B two B app, a wholesale app where these uh, mom and pop stores in India, which are called as Kerala stores, can order goods. So basically, they are eliminating a layer of salespeople who will actually go in and sell to these people. So that's basically also eating into jobs, I'd say, right? Nice. actually uh, taking a step back right if i think of me as an individual customer okay let's say i want to add groceries okay or i want to buy groceries think of a household okay um, i might have something my wife wants to buy something or let's say my parents want to buy something everyone right now how do we do that i do a whatsapp message uh, in that group to say hey these are all the things that we need to buy but so i i'm guessing someone would have like done that natural uh, extension to say okay if i'm sending the list right there why don't i do the shopping right there like go to whatsapp and everyone does the shopping and shopping is already done now you go to a jio store and pick it up or whenever the shopping is already done someone can get it delivered to your house that's awesome saves a lot of time for the customers yeah also it's interesting to see how this pans out right so there are already a lot of grocery delivery um, you know uh, players in, in in india which is i think zomato is one swiggy is one so they do basically groceries food and all of that stuff it's more of uber eats uh, and uh, uh, doordash combined together oh, oh, sorry what was that grocery delivery in in, in the us shift shipped and uh, maybe uber eats combined together so they they already have these apps but for me it's it eliminates that uh, uh, step of moving into another app and order stuff and where i could directly um, uh, order in whatsapp but there's also another startup called zepto so what they do is their primary differentiator is super fast delivery so they do all deliveries under 10 minutes so if i'm looking at convenience and also speed so what would i opt for so if, if um, my my preference is convenience <laughs> yeah that's right yeah but there could there could also be use cases where uh, when i went to india i was basically wanted a red bull because i had to stay all night and i ordered something and uh, you know i go to the restroom come out and there's a guy outside knocking saying okay this is your red bull delivered just <laughs> so that's what that's how fast it is in india so yeah i know it's it's in, in an interesting space to be in right but where delivery services have very laser thin margins so and there are also a lot of players differentiating in different ways so it's a you know it doesn't mean um, that jio having so many customers is a win win situation right still the service should be good you know there should be a lot of reliability and people should trust and order stuff so it could go either ways but it's a good strategy to start at least now that's it that's actually a great thing right maybe this started as a play uh maybe they are losing market share market share because of all of these deliveries and that's that could be one of the reasons that they are partnering with whatsapp because now that it's much more easier maybe customers would adopt to this rather than going to like somatos of the world where just like okay i'm just going to uh, order the food rather than like cooking it myself yeah and also when we look at the um you know the mother app or super apps which are in um, china right where you can order food book appointments pay rent do take loans 
what not right you could do everything maybe i'm assuming whatsapp would evolve into something like that where it's not just grocery it's a lot of different things which you which you do that's that's where whatsapp might win the competition with other people where people only go to those specific apps for certain things like fast delivery or maybe a certain specific differentiator but people would mostly do most of their stuff here so there's also another other interesting piece um, right for me whatsapp i like whatsapp for the ease of use the design right so simple not complicated there are a lot of apps out there like telegram and all of that are so complicated so functionality wise and all whatsapp even my grandmother can use right so it's so simple so i don't know how the strategy would play out if they want to become make it make this a super app and you know complicate it with all the different features so that's also something which i'm looking forward to see how how they would make it really really simple so that the users it's intuitive for the users to use all of these services that's true i mean uh, that example that i can take is facebook right so facebook when it started it's basically a social networking app where you have a news feed where you go through like different posts and stuff but now if you go to facebook it has 100 different things and uh, the customer base has evolved like crazy over a period of time maybe facebook is or meta is thinking in that uh, principle right now where customers are used to the product now even if we continue to add features maybe will customer maybe the customers will continue to adapt to it or maybe they have two different apps right whatsapp and whatsapp business maybe the whatsapp business would be a, a cluster of features and the regular whatsapp they they might keep it the same yeah that's right yeah and also initially facebook people were using it as social media and all of that now i've i've i know people who don't do social media at all but go into facebook to buy stuff sell stuff right so all of the yeah. other things so there are spe- so this is like an app which is catering to multiple different personas that's true yeah it'll be interesting to like see how how this will pan out but i love the strategy and i i would love to see it being expanded in us as well especially to support like mom and shop mom and pop shops like you talked about yeah that's right yeah man uh, i think a uh, good conversation a lot of different topics here so this is something new which we tried out but i feel that it's it's also interesting and it's like thought provoking to us to go through all of these things and think through a product mindset to understand how these things would pan out and what the strategy behind this is and all of that stuff but yeah awesome thank you so much sidhu and thank you everyone uh, who who's watching this podcast uh, we'll be bringing more interesting uh, conversations as well looking forward to more conversations in the future thank you